Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Yo, check this out. I'm reading one of uh, Tony Robbins' books, Giant Steps, Small Changes to Make a Big Difference. What's going on, everybody? Johnny King. Thanks for checking in. Um, He talks about, in this particular little area, what he calls transformational vocabulary. And I think it's fascinating. Because when I've thought about my own life, I want you to think about your own life. Uh, He goes on to talk about how we, we regularly feel just a just a small fraction of the emotions that are available to us or that we could describe in the uh, English language, okay? So I think it says here, where is it? Um, He says, most people's vocabularies consist of only a few thousand words. When you consider that English, the largest language in the world, contains between one half and three quarters of a million words. This means that we regularly use only about 2% of our language. 2%. That's kind of crazy, right? Uh, what's worse is that people, most people only have about a dozen words, maybe a maximum of 20 that they use to describe their emotions consistently. You know, um, And of these that they use, usually half or more are negative. Okay? So... I know in other areas of his, you know, of his work, Tony will talk about how people have a paved highway to get to negative emotions and a dirt road to get to happy emotions. You know, it's so much easier for us to feel negative and down about ourselves than we are to feel happy. And I think with it just depends, man. If you if you watch a lot of news, if you read a lot of news, if you scroll through a lot of social media. Um, I really limit a lot of that stuff personally just because um, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like I don't want to not be informed and yet uh, I kind of trust that I have other friends or family who certainly, you know, choose to, to read or listen to and watch a lot more of the news that they're going to keep me posted of what's really, really important. Otherwise, I just don't want that stuff coming into my brain. It's really tough to work against that. You know what I mean? So what's interesting is he, he goes on to talk about um, that he has this meeting uh, that kind of forever changes his his life because he discovered when he was meeting with two other guys and something negative uh, that was going to impact their business deal pretty negatively happened, okay? Tony, he was pissed. He was angry, right? Um, the Another guy in the room was enraged, you know, like losing a shit. And then the third guy was merely annoyed. And Tony thought that that was, uh, that that was kind of interesting. It was, uh, he got really curious about it because he had never used the word uh, annoying, or annoyed, and he thought that was kind of actually a, a stupid word to use, but he still got really curious about it, and so what he he noticed is that he had never actually felt the emotion of annoyance, 
And not surprisingly, he never had used the word to describe anything that he had ever felt. So he began to wonder that if he adopted a new set of words, would he be able to transform his emotional patterns? And I think this is very, very interesting. When I first learned this at one of his live events, it, it, it also changed my life because I, I started to notice that, you know, again, how, how we use words directly impacts the emotions that we feel. That's exactly what he's saying. When he said, I was like, oh, I know that to be true. That's, that's what I've experienced in my life too, you know? So he made a 10-day commitment, Tony did, to adopt <laughs> that what he considered stupid and silly word, annoyed, into his vocabulary and kind of adopted it to any situation where he normally would feel angry or mad. He's just said, I'm annoyed, which kind of it just made him laugh, right? And so it kind of broke his own pattern of just kind of losing his shit and allowed him to lower the anxiety, lower the emotional intensity of how he would regularly kind of, you know, spin off. And he, you know, I've, I've seen Tony Robbins in person, uh, gosh, probably 15 times, 15 to 20 times uh, over the last, say, 12, 13 years. And he will openly admit that when he was younger, he was a lot more of a hothead. He was insecure. He was more of a womanizer. He would uh, lose his temper a lot more. And over, you know, his lifetime of actually, you know, walking the talk or talking the walk, he's learned to temper himself a lot more. And I can see that he, you know, he wrote this book, gosh, probably back in the 90s, 80s. Let me look to the front here. Um, 1994 was when this originally came out, right? So he probably was in his early mid twenties, maybe. Um, and I can see that he's as he's writing this, he's he's actually probably very much applying these principles because as you know, he's discovering new things, he's putting into books, he's making it available to people. So a lot of times, what I do too with this podcast, as I'm working through my own my own journey, I'm just putting stuff out there, hoping that you might be able to adopt anything that you find of value uh, that you can kind of liken from my my experience and, and something you can put into yours, right? So what he, what he realized is that he, he could instantly transform his emotions just by kind of like using different words in different situations. And so he expanded his vocabulary, and that's why he calls it transformational vocabulary, to... To, to essentially instantly, yeah, lower the intensity, transform his emotions, and and that to to him was hugely powerful. Okay, because he said that um, he had met a lot of people, and it's funny. It's not really funny. It's interesting that I too have found this to be the case in a lot of the men that I work with. Um, that they are either numb or like so like yeah just kind of shut off or on the other side of the spectrum they're just really angry um they're numb or then it's angry which is high energy or depressed which is kind of low energy right but he says you know he's met a lot of people who regularly use the words humiliation or depression now i've heard so many people talk about like oh yeah i definitely was depressed and all this stuff and i personally and this is not to be like you know i just had never really 
adopted that or thought of using that word. I think I, I kind of was like that. That to me was such a heavy word that I couldn't necessarily justify saying, oh, yeah, I was depressed. I mean, maybe I have been. I just haven't used the word a whole lot, right? And so I think that has affected affected my experience in life. And I want you to, to kind of question yourself because if you use, as he says in this book, if you use the words humiliation or, or depression to describe like any, virtually any unpleasant experience, it's certainly going to have repercussions, okay? He goes, uh, he says something that they don't appreciate and they're humiliated, humiliated or depressed. Question their point of view and they're humiliated or depressed. Everything humiliates or depresses them because they attach these words to almost any experience. It's critical. It's critical to expand your emotional vocabulary so that the words that you select produce the emotional states that you desire and deserve. Okay, Cause so we fall into patterns of using words. You know, like oh, I'm just so annoyed, or oh, I'm so burned out, or I'm so stressed, or I'm so worried, and you know, whatever it is that we we use. And like he said, more times than not, more than half of the words that we typically use to express emotions are actually negative emotions, and we just keep anchoring in those emotions or those words, we get those same emotions, and it's just a vicious downward spiral, right? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Instead, to actively choose to use different emotional words, to expand your emotional vocabulary, especially more on the side of positive emotions, you know? Because it's, it's fundamentally important that the words that we attach to our experience ultimately become our experience, okay? And, and you might think like, oh, I was feeling depressed, so I'm going to tell you that I'm depressed. Well, if <laughs> which comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? So if you start taking out those words and start replacing them with maybe less intense words, you might be surprised with how, how things go. Uh, Mark Twain. Do you know Mark, Mark Twain? I mean, I don't know him personally. He's dead. But uh, he once said that a powerful agent is the right word. Whenever we come upon one of these intensely right words, the resulting effect is physical as well as spiritual and electrically prompt. So what words have the most powerful effect on you? Have you thought about that? Are they terms of endearment? Epithets? exclamations, exaggerations, are they negative? Are they positive? I think it's, it's, uh, worth writing down like whatever, however many words that you can think of that you habitually use to describe the way that you feel, um, either to other people or to yourself to actually write down on a piece of paper, it'll take you probably no more than five minutes, but this is the little tiny, like these are the little tiny things that really ultimately if you consistently do them because I'm often giving you know offering some type of challenge or take some action you know there's some type of call to action during these podcasts that I think if you do them you'd be surprised how much progress it makes for instance when I was on the call when on my my coaching call with my coach last week she suggested that I write down all of my limiting beliefs around success and to not write them from my <laughs> mature 
you know, evolved brain, if you will, as an adult, but, but, but attempt to go back to when I was a younger, a younger guy, uh, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. And right from that standpoint of what do I remember going on in my life that I began to associate to success or people, successful people, what, what would it require to, to bring on success, to write all those down. Okay. Which I've done. And then she wanted me to write new, more empowering beliefs. Okay. Then she just, she suggested that I speak them into a voice memo on my phone and to listen to it at least once a day, if not multiple times a day. Okay. Now, if she gives me that type of uh, exercise and I don't do it, how much do you think things are going to change in terms of my limiting beliefs that I took on when I was small and <laughs> immature, didn't have the the capacity to, to fully understand how life works? Yeah, exactly. Very little to no change at all, right? But those are still the same limiting beliefs that run my life, that runs your life. And I think it's crazy. By the time that we're 18, 95% of our stories and beliefs and vocabulary that we'll end up using the rest of our life are instilled. So is that crazy or what? So the point being is that if you're listening to a podcast like this, you've got you've to be willing to do the work. It takes like five minutes, literally is what I'm asking you to do to write out a, a, a list of all the words that you habitually use to describe the way that you feel. You know, the things that you either say internally to yourself or things that you say to describe how you feel to other people, okay? Write all those down and then start to look at what are some new words. <laughs> Get online, jump on your phone. What are some new words that you could use to potentially shape your experience? What are those emotions that you want to experience? And I think it's it's important because like he said, we only use roughly about 2% of our entire English language. I think that's crazy. So that's my call to action to you. And uh, I, think, I think it's going to do you some good. Now, if you're a guy listening to this, and perhaps you have lost touch with your buddies from college. Maybe you've never had a really good core group of buddies. Um, but if you are living in Denver, if you feel like there's a calling on your heart to expand your capabilities, not only obviously am I talking about with your vocabulary, because I think that's hugely important with how you feel, because how you feel is how you act right? But if you are f if kind of feeling like you're not playing as big of a game as you'd like to, then I'd like to just mention that I am rolling out in June my next 90-day arena program. Now, the last one finished in January of 2021. This next one is kicking up. And now that COVID is through, uh, you know, not through, definitely not through. That's not what I meant to say. Now that COVID has evolved and we're uh, at least here in Colorado and in the United States and different areas of this, of the country, uh, you know, lowering uh, some of the mandates, 
were getting back into doing more and more events um, with my business. And so the arena is all about getting out of the grandstands of your life and into and onto the arena to, to play full out. Because you've got to fight for whatever it is that you ultimately want in life. Otherwise, it's not going to come to you. you know. Otherwise, you're just sitting back and watching. And so this arena is a 90-day program. There's uh, four different weekends where we're going to get out and we're going to do some pretty epic shit. Cattle drives, possibly some paintballing. Um, we might do some other crazy shit that you uh, <laughs> you will never uh, probably forget. So if you're at all interested, I want you to get online. Go to johnnyking.com backslash stuck. And just throw in your name, your email address, and get on the interest list. Because as soon as I have the details dialed in, which I will in the next couple of days, uh, I'm going to be sending it out and taking applications for those that want to jump in and, and take their lives to the next level in a major, major way uh, and need that brotherhood and that support of other like-minded guys. So johnnyking.com backslash stuck just to get on the interest list so you get the uh, the info as soon as it's available. And as always, uh, I hope you do follow through and do some of this work because that's all I can attribute my uh, my evolution to is investing in coaches, a lot of coaches, doing a lot of the work. A lot of people talk a good game about doing the work, uh, but very few people actually walk the walk. Okay? So I encourage you to sit down, do the work, have the conversations, apply yourself, and see what happens. I'm excited for you. Until we meet again, until we catch up on another episode, thanks for listening. I am Johnny King. Thanks for listening to my show. We'll catch up soon. Take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.